Hello and welcome to today's Remnant Godcast. Hey listen, I've been talking a lot about political things and current events lately, things that are happening in our nation, our world, but today I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about a matter of faith. It's the most asked question in Christianity. Why do bad things happen to good people? It's a great question. You see, we live in a world of pain and suffering. There is no one who's not affected by the harsh realities of life. And the question we have to ask ourselves is indeed, why do bad things happen to good people? This is one of the most difficult questions in all theology. You see, God is sovereign. So all that happens must have at least been allowed by him, if not directly caused by him, right? So at the outset, we have to acknowledge that human beings who are not eternal, infinite, or omnipresent cannot fully explain uh, or understand God's purposes and ways. The book of Job deals with the issue of why God allows bad things to happen to good people. Job was a righteous man. Just read Job 1.1. Yet he suffered in ways that almost no one has ever suffered beyond belief, right? Other than Jesus, who was laid on the cross to die for all sins of mankind. But Job was a man, and God allowed Satan to do everything that he wanted to do to Job except to kill him. And Satan did his worst. Think about that. Satan did his worst on this guy. What was Job's reaction? Though he slay me, yet will I have hope in him, meaning God. That's Job thirteen fifteen. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. That's Job one twenty one. See, Job did not understand why God had allowed these things to happen to him, but he knew that God was good, and therefore he continued to trust him. Ultimately, that should be our reaction as well. Now, that's not an easy reaction to have, but we have to understand God is good. That means good things come from God, not the bad things, the good things. But why do bad things happen to good people? As hard it is to acknowledge, we must remember that there are no good people. <laughs> That's the first thing. In the absence of the sense of the word, good. You see, all of us are tainted and infected by sin. Now, if you want a scripture that says that, I'll give you three. Ecclesiastes 7.20, Romans 3.23, and 1 John 1.8. As Jesus said, no one is good except God alone. Jesus said it himself in Luke 18.19. All of us feel the effects of sin in one way or another. Sometimes it's our own personal sin. Other times it's the sins of others because we live in a fallen world and we experience the effects of the fall of man that happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. That was the original sin. And one of those effects is injustice and seemingly senseless suffering. So when wondering why God would allow these bad things to happen to good people, it's okay to consider these four things about the bad things that happen. So I'm going to go through these four things. Number one, bad things may happen to good people in this world, but the world is not the end. Christians have an eternal perspective, so we don't lose heart. See, here we go. Though outwardly we are wasting away, and yet inwardly we are being renewed and redeemed day by day. For our light and our momentary troubles are achieving for us and glory that is going to be eternal, that far outweighs all of the suffering. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That's actually a scripture that's found in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. 
We will have the reward someday, and it will be glorious. We will walk on streets of gold. We will live and rule and reign in eternity with Jesus Christ. This is why we get saved. We get saved because we accept Jesus Christ in our heart to be our Lord and to be our Savior. We repent of our sin and unrighteousness. And when we do these things and we live you know, according to God's word, and we are a follower of Christ, that's what a Christian is, our reward is eternity with him. You don't hear people talking about that that much today. In fact, they've kind of more taken it to like your best life now here on earth. No, that's not the case. If you look at the uh, apostles and the original Christians, they suffered. They were hung just like Jesus. I mean, they were beheaded. They were thrown in prison. That is the true fruit. But what happened is they are ruling and reigning in eternity with Jesus Christ because their soul and you know the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Their soul will rule and reign. There, they will be a spirit being ruling and reigning in the New Jerusalem forevermore, because they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they lived it out. And so, it's all about that. So, number two, bad things are going to happen to good people, but God uses the bad things for ultimate, lasting good. We know that in all things, God works for those you know good things for those who love Him. Uh, who have been called according to his purpose. Uh, that's Romans 8.28, right? When Joseph uh, was innocent of wrongdoing, finally he came through his horrific sufferings, and he was able to see God's good plan in it all. That was in Genesis 50.19-21. So, again, bad things happen to good people, but God is going to use those things for his glory, and he does. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've spoken at a funeral and people have gotten saved, you know, because of the testimony or the story of what just happened, the tragedy. Um, I, I know a lot of people that have decided to, to serve Jesus despite something bad that happened in their life, and later, just like Job, there was a restoration in their life and even a double portion, just like Job. So we have to understand, God will restore. He gives and takes away. Number three, bad things happen to good people, but those bad things equip believers for deeper ministry. I can think of when I got stabbed. That's the truth. I, I, you know, it was a horrible tragedy. It was, it was painful. This is my testimony. For those that don't know, I got stabbed nine times when I was 23 years old. But God turned it around years later. I preach about it all the time. It's my go-to. You know, I tell people and I, I use it for hope. And I wouldn't even take it back because it ended up being one of the best things that happened, even though it was one of the worst things. I know that sounds crazy. God used it, just like he said in Romans 8, 28. God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. He will turn it around. If you're going through a really bad situation right now, God wants to turn that situation around. He wants to use it for his glory. He wants to use it to get you on fire for him. Again, receive it tonight, friend. I don't care how horrible and painful the situation may be. It may be the death of a loved one. It may be something really, really tragic that's just happened to you. And you say, well, you know, I, I can't even listen to what you're saying right now because right now I'm just hurting so bad. And I get it. Even the Bible says there's a time to mourn. And so I'm not saying you have to instantly be like super happy and on fire, right? But I will tell you that if you press ahead in your walk and you get up and you don't give up and you keep pressing forward, that something good is going to happen. And you're going to look back and be like, wow, you know, not only did I come out of that, but I came out of it in victory. I came out of it better than I was before. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to use these things to equip us 
as believers for deeper ministry to be able sometimes it's to be able to relate to other people better to understand what they've gone through you know we can relate if we've been through it right so sometimes you got to go through something really painful but god will use it for you in the ministry and that's awesome number four bad things happen to good people and the worst things happen to the best person jesus was the only truly righteous one think about it yet he suffered more than any of us could ever imagine we follow in his footsteps. If you suffer for doing good and endure it, then that is commendable before God. To this you were called because Jesus suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who justifies and judges justly. 1 Peter 2, 20-23, Jesus is no stranger to pain. In Romans 5, 8, declares God, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Despite the sinful nature of the people of this world, God still loves us. Jesus loved us enough to die to take the penalty of our sins. In Romans 6, 23, if we receive Jesus as our Savior, John 3, 16, we will be forgiven and promised an eternal home in heaven. God allows things to happen for a reason. Whether or not we understand his reasons, we must remember that God is good. He's just. He's loving. He's merciful. Oftentimes, bad things do happen to us that we simply cannot understand. But instead of doubting God's goodness, our reaction should be to trust him even more. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is the evidence of things we cannot see. If you've been through something extremely tragic, even recently or something that happened a long time ago, don't blame God. Listen, we can't ever win a wrestling match with God. God will always win, and He waits so patiently for us to understand that He loves us. And that he wants us to succeed. He wants us to be prosperous and to, to be uh, achieving our goals and mission and purpose here on earth. He wants us to be in, on fire for him. He wants us to be out there doing Acts chapter 2. I mean, literally out there filled with the Holy Spirit, getting people saved and set free and delivered and healed. He doesn't want us depressed. He doesn't want us to be uh, upset or ashamed or embarrassed or any of those things. God wants us to be empowered and to be in, in our best situation, our ideal, optimal version of yourself. It's not necessarily our best life now, but I guess that can be interpreted to say that when we're in Jesus Christ, even when we suffer, we are still okay. Why? Because Christ is enough. Jesus is enough. He is everything. He is all we need in this world. Everything else is just an additive. If you're suffering today, trust in God. This is maybe a really hard moment in your life right now. And I get it. As I said, I have been through several of those in my life. They're, they're, they're mountaintops and they're valley lows, aren't there? And when you're in one of those low moments, it seems like a lot of people leave you, they ditch you, they kick you when you're down. It's a really hard situation, isn't it? And so I get it if you're going through that right now. But the truth of the matter is, though, is that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. In fact, he said he made you fearfully and wonderfully. And his plans are to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Jesus is our hope. You say, well, Todd, I, I don't really know Jesus. Well, so I want to introduce you to him today. He is the God of heaven and earth. He literally, Jesus Christ, when he came on the earth, he was fully God and fully man. 
He died on the cross for our sins so that we can be connected back to a holy God. Jesus was the eternal sacrificial lamb. He literally connected us. While we were sinners, he still loved us. Jesus has loved us since the day we were conceived. You know, he already had a plan for us. Before we even had a name, he knew us, okay? And he loves you very much. I know a lot of us in this world have a hard time accepting Christ's love. Sometimes because we haven't had love from our family. Sometimes because we've never had true love or real love from people in this world. We've had conditional love. But God's love is unconditional. It's everlasting. And, you know, our whole mission here is not really about, you know, the things that are happening in this world. Because they're suffering in this world. Our hope is found in eternity with Jesus Christ. Knowing that. We are going to rule and reign with him in eternity that literally this life is like, you know, a vapor. It's it's so fast, you know, and, and then we're gone. And so we're, we're rotting. We're in a rotting piece of meat right now. I hate to tell you that, but that's the truth. And this body will pass away. But God says he wants us to live with him, to rule and reign with him for eternity. And you can do that by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, accepting him in your heart to be your Lord today. Some people have done that before, but maybe you need some refire. You know, you need to rekindle the flame and, and get back on fire for God. Get your life back on track. Get your walk back on track. That's okay. If you've been through a really bad situation and you blame God for it, I'm here to tell you today it wasn't God. Okay, God is good. Everything that is good comes from God. God is amazing. He's good. He's holy. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our glory. If you've been attacked from the enemy, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. So if there was death or someone stole from you or robbed from you or tried to destroy something, maybe property, house, whatever, you know, relationship, that's from the devil. That's from the enemy. That's not from God. But God can turn that situation around and use it for his glory. And that's what he wants to do today. So if you are in that situation right now, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for anyone who's listening to today's broadcast. And they're asking the question, you know, why does a good God allow these bad things to happen? And I hope that in some way, shape, or form, I've answered some of that question today. But it's the hardest one in all of theology. It's a very difficult one to answer. But the truth is, Lord, we fully don't understand your ways. Your ways are not our ways. And we don't really understand everything here on this earth. We can only see with our finite human eyes, Lord. But you can see farther than us and, and, and understand the eternal consequence of things. You can understand how it's all going to work together for your good. So, Lord, I just want to pray for that person that's suffering right now, that's hurting. and They don't understand why a good God would allow this to happen. But, Lord, I believe that you're working something out. You're doing something right now in their life. And I am asking that your Holy Spirit would comfort them in this time and that, Lord, they would be empowered, Lord God, to be a minister of the gospel and to be about your business here on earth, that they would accept you as their Lord and Savior and be empowered by your Holy Spirit, that you would give them joy unspeakable and they be filled of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Remnant Godcast. <laughs>